This dope podcast is about the sober lifestyle, style, style. style. I promise style. motivation, style. inspiration, and transformation. The sober is dope podcast is about the sober lifestyle, style, style. I was able to transform my mind and body and spirit. We won't steer you wrong. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. And today I want to talk about cognitive behavioral therapy or commonly known as CBT. Now, look, we just did a mental health series, ladies and gentlemen, and our last episode was an extension of our mental health series. And we talked about social anxiety disorder and this term has been popping up again and and again. And when we talked about neuroplasticity and depression, mindfulness and depression, inflammation and depression, and um, we we tapped into really deep concepts and we really did a deep dive um, into our mental health. One of the treatments that kept coming up was cognitive behavioral therapy. And I understand now that we could also use this um, as an ongoing treatment to help in our recovery. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and um, it's very important that I bring as many resources to you. So we know we have pharmacotherapy, which is medications and taking our vital neurotransmitter hormone medications. That's important to bring our neurotransmitter hormones to a healthy level. And we know that sometimes for some people this may not work. So then we have other forms of treatment. And the one that we're focusing on today is CBT. So I wanted to do a quick overview. And then I have um, a clip from a doctor who kind of breaks it down in a really interesting way. And the goal here is to have a better understanding on mental health and our recovery and to bring greater awareness to therapies that's allotted to us, all right? For many years, like I said before, before I found my recovery, I didn't know about Alcoholic Anonymous. I didn't know about, um, or maybe I heard of it, but didn't really understand the efficacy of it. I didn't really understand that alcoholism was a disease and an allergy component. I didn't understand that some people were born with this issue and other people weren't. I didn't understand the mental health component, all right? I didn't understand how we use um, our social anxiety and we use alcohol to combat social anxiety. And I didn't understand all these things, all right? So the point of the podcast is if you're new to recovery or even if you're seasoned, the likelihood of our success um, in our recovery and preventing possible relapses, the amount of knowledge that we're able to 
retain and understand in regards to our recovery, all right, in regards to our addiction. A lot of us, I don't know if I'm alone, but I have a lot of questions to ask, even in my recovery. I, I still think, you know, it's days where I think I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, why will I remember back then? Why was I so frustrated? Why was I so sad after that particular breakup? Why was I so upset when I lost that big contract? You know, um, you know, why did I have that fight that day? You know, why did I why do I have all these scars over my body? Why, 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 why? Right. And you tend to play things back. And then the more information and the more um, knowledge that we're able to apply to our past and, it, it, you know, we're able to explain things in unique ways and go, oh, OK, we have these aha moments. And then this helps us to not make the same mistakes, not to blame ourselves so much. Give our, We know we get we're able to forgive ourselves more. We're able to help other people identify problematic um, issues before they arise. We're able to help our family, our kids, and we're able to make recovery more um, positive, more of a positive experience. So let's just go into this. I'm reading this from the Mayo Clinic. So everything I read from you guys is from solid resources. I'm never bringing you stuff from, you know, um, questionable resources. So this is from the Mayo Clinic, and we're going to do an overview on CBT. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, an overview. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, CBT, is a common type of talk therapy, psychotherapy. You work with a mental health counselor, psychotherapist, or therapist in a structured way, attending a limited number of sessions. CBT helps you become aware of inaccurate or negative thinking so you can view challenging situations more clearly and respond to them in a more effective way. CBT can be a very helpful tool either alone or in combination with other therapies. In treating mental health disorders such as depression, post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD or an eating disorder, but not everyone who benefits from CBT has a mental health condition. That's very important. CBT can be an effective tool to help anyone, all right, anyone learn how to better manage stressful life situations, such as, and I'm adding this, social anxiety, social shyness, so on and so forth. Why it's done. Cognitive behavioral therapy is used to treat a wide range of issues. It's often the preferred type of psychotherapy because it can quickly help you identify and cope with specific challenges. It generally requires fewer sessions than other types of therapy and is done in a structured way. Okay, so this is a shorter form, but highly effective. So for some of you people who associate therapy with these long, drawn out sessions, CBT is more condensed. So this should be more of a motivator for us to go out there and get the help. CBT is a useful tool to address emotional challenges. For example, it may help you 
manage symptoms of mental illness, prevent a relapse of mental illness symptoms, treat a mental illness when medications aren't a good option, learn techniques for coping with stressful life situations, identify ways to manage emotions, resolve relationship conflicts and learn better ways to communicate, cope with grief grief or loss, overcome emotional trauma related to abuse or violence, cope with a medical illness, manage chronic physical symptoms, mental health disorders that may improve with CBT include depression, anxiety disorders, phobias, PTSD, sleep disorders, eating disorders, obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, substance use disorders. Can I get a big amen there, ladies and gentlemen? This is huge. Bipolar disorders, schizophrenia, and sexual disorders. In most cases, CBT is most effective when it's combined with other treatments such as antidepressants or other medications. Risk. In general, there's little risk in getting cognitive behavioral therapy, but you may feel emotionally uncomfortable at times. This is because CBT can cause you to explore painful feelings, emotions, and experiences. You may cry, get upset, or feel angry during a challenging session. You may also feel physically drained. Some forms of CBT, such as exposure therapy, may require you to confront situations you'd rather avoid, such as airplanes if you have a fear of flying. This can lead to a temporary stress or anxiety. However, working with a skilled therapist, you will minimize any risk. The coping skills you learn can help you manage and conquer negative feelings and fears. How can you prepare? You might decide on your own that you want to try cognitive behavioral therapy or a doctor or someone else may suggest therapy to you. Here's how you get started. Find a therapist. You can get a referral from a doctor, health insurance plan, friend, or other trusted source. Many employers offer counseling services or referral through employee assistant programs, EAP. So look into that, ladies and gentlemen. Or you can find a therapist on your own, for instance, through a local or state psychological association or by searching the internet. Understanding the course. If you have health insurance, find out what coverage it offers for psychotherapy. Some health plans cover only a certain number of therapy sessions a year. Also, talk to your therapist about fees and payment options. Review your concerns. Before you fir- before your first appointment, think about what issues you'd like to work on. Why you can also sort this out with a therapist. Having some sense in advance may provide a starting point and it may reduce the number of sessions, ladies and gentlemen. So your insurance may cover a certain amount of sessions, but if you go in there and you do the work prior and you understand that, hey, I want to work on this. Why am I drinking? Why do I have social anxiety? Fear of my past, fear of this, whatever it is, maybe an eating disorder, a process addiction, whatever it is. 
Try to figure out those things. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was so deep, man. But it really hit me hard um, when it said mental health disorders that may improve with CBT with stuff like depression, anxiety, and PTSD, substance use disorders, OCD, sleep disorders, bipolar disorders, sexual disorders. This is everything that we cover on the Sober is Dope podcast. So what we just did just now is we're we're bringing the mental health series in full circle now. So we went into, you know, depression and anxiety and we're talking about all these things surrounding our addictions. And now we understand that is something clear that we can use. Right. And this is also good for people who are not who who don't fancy alcoholic anonymous or maybe don't want to be in group settings you could be on a one-on-one session with a therapist and you could use cbt as your um treatment option all right ladies and gentlemen you're listening to the sober is dope podcast this episode is a quick dive on cognitive behavioral therapy and we're so excited today to have another tool to put in our sober is dope tool belt now we have another strong option and i might look into this to help me with some current issues that i'm fighting with because the fight goes beyond our addictions as humans we deal with every many things on a daily basis ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna cut briefly to a short clip from a doctor who breaks down cbt from his perspective and then we're gonna close this episode out i love you guys i'll catch you soon Hey, my name is Woody. Today, we're going to talk about cognitive behavioral therapy. It's sort of a mouthful to say, so it's usually just abbreviated to CBT. If we break it down, the name cognitive behavioral therapy gives us a pretty good idea of what it's about. CBT is a type of psychotherapy that deals with our thoughts, that's the cognitive part of the name, and our behaviors, which is of course the behavioral part of the name. CBT has been thoroughly researched and found to be an effective treatment for all sorts of disorders. Some of these are depression, anxiety, trauma, phobias, addictions, eating disorders, and I could keep going on and on, but you get the point. In some cases, the treatment can be effective in as few as eight sessions and the effects are long lasting. All right, let's talk about the theory that's underpinning all of this. CBT is based on the idea that our thoughts affect our feelings and our behaviors. Something happens to us, We use thought to interpret the event, which, by the way, can happen so fast that we don't always notice this happening, and then finally, we react to our thoughts with emotions and behaviors. Here's a quick example. You call your friend and they don't answer. Now, two different people could have two different thoughts about the same situation. Person A might think, my friend must be busy, while person B could think, my friend doesn't like me. Person A is going to feel fine and will probably just send a text or something. Person B is going to feel sad and they might dwell on what they could have done to upset their friend. This is called an irrational belief. The irrational belief happened when person B thought that their friend didn't like them without actually having evidence of that. All they know is that their friend didn't answer the phone and they added more to it in their thoughts. During CBT, a therapist will try to help their client identify their own irrational beliefs. 
this can be more challenging than it sounds. Remember what I said earlier, these thoughts can happen so quickly that we don't even notice them. When this happens, they're called automatic thoughts because they happen automatically outside of our awareness. Next, the therapist will help the client to challenge their irrational beliefs. This doesn't mean trying to make all their thoughts be positive and happy. It means making them less negative and a bit less irrational. Usually when a client is able to do this, they start to feel a bit better. CBT therapists also try to help by directly addressing behaviors. Someone who's anxious or depressed usually has some behaviors that are actually contributing to their problems. For example, someone with social anxiety might avoid going out with friends, which will, in the long run, lead to them having fewer friends. Things like this can often lead to thoughts such as, I don't have any friends, it must be because I'm so awkward, which will then, in turn, worsen their social anxiety because of their fear that they're awkward. A therapist will help by trying to change these behaviors that contribute to the negative thoughts and feelings. One final big question. Why do some people have these irrational negative thoughts while others don't? Why did person A think that their friend was busy while person B thought that their friend must be upset with them? One explanation is that everyone has different core beliefs. These are the beliefs that we hold at the core of who we are that shape how we see the world. Imagine our beliefs as a lens. Everyone has a slightly different shape. Person A's lens says, people are kind and I am a good person. Person B's says, I am unlovable and I am worthless. When person A and B go out into the world, they experience everything through the lens of their core beliefs. Oftentimes, these beliefs can be negative and self-defeating. CBT can be used to get at these core beliefs and change the ones that aren't beneficial. In summary, CBT is a type of psychotherapy that addresses how a person thinks and what they do in an attempt to change how they feel and how they function in their life. CBT has been found to be very effective in the treatment for all sorts of disorders. Thanks for watching. I hope you're leaving with a better understanding of cognitive behavioral therapy.